Hola, hola. Adriana Medina Kagan here with Fuerte Fitness. Welcome to Bien Fuerte. It's time to speak. Ya es tiempo para hablar. Podcast number six. Today, our topic is failure, mistakes, learning experiences that either propel us forward or hold us back. This is where I'm going to tell you a little bit about my failures. A form of self-sabotage, so to speak. I did it in a lot of areas. In school, in health, in relationships. If I hadn't experienced it, I would not have experienced success. Because failure is only the lack of success at a particular moment. I call them learning experiences. I learned a lot about myself in those dark times. They shape my life. You see, I went to college on a scholarship. And after my first year, I blew it. And I lost it. That's right. Which, me being the youngest in my family, and the first to take the opportunity to go to college, it was a big deal. I'm telling you this because it was the best lesson I ever learned. I eventually finished school. It just took me a bit longer. But it helped me find my grit, my persistence. It helped me finish something that was important to me because I wanted to have a better life. I moved out of my house when I was 14. I had a traumatic childhood and upbringing. I experienced child abuse, sexual abuse. I witnessed domestic violence and it forced me out. I could not control things. And so I learned to control me and it manifested into a stinging way of being able to compartmentalize my life so that I can focus on the goal. I learned to put things away for a bit and work at the problem at hand. I still do it at times today. It's like I had to put an armor on growing up. It taught me a lot about the type of world that some of us grow up in and how to move through it. I also think about not having a voice when I was a child and not being protected. That is the reason, as an adult now, you better believe I use my voice and I live like no one's going to shut me up or call me a liar or tell me that something didn't happen when we know damn well it did. And we wonder why we suppress our feelings or our emotions as adults because that's what we were taught. You continue the cycle of life or you learn to break free from it. I'm learning a lot about how to embrace that part of me, that inner raging bitch. She saved me. She pulled me out of some tough situations. I truly learned the meaning of what didn't break me made me stronger. As my friend Michelle put it, she got you a seat at the negotiation table. But my higher self took over, and I learned to listen to her more than the raging bitch, especially if I wanted to have peace. I learned about healthy boundaries. The inner bitch cut relationships out as soon as they messed up, not experiencing love until I was at least 27, because my mother was always looking for love in the wrong places, and I was damned if I was going to be distracted by men. Some background about my thinking? Well, my mother didn't talk to me for four years. She would literally turn 
and walk the other direction if she saw me. She spoke negatively to my friends as parents and extended family. And as a 15-year-old, it's so hard to understand and let alone go through it. Luckily, I had good teachers, friends, and a good social worker who helped me navigate those things. My mother was angry for me moving out and basically emancipating myself. And my older sisters were raising kids of their own and had to walk the fine line of talking to me or being rejected by my mother. I had to put all of that away so that I can focus on finishing school and getting the heck out of that town. I was not going to continue that cycle of struggle and not having enough. I decided to live with my sister in Boise for my first first semester and eventually seeing my mother again. And all those traumatic events that I had put away came spilling out. I didn't know how to handle it. I also couldn't pretend that everything was okay anymore. I started seeing a counselor and slowly unpacked the memories, the hurtful events, and I allowed myself to be vulnerable in those sessions. I can tell you now that then I felt like I didn't deserve to be there, like I was unworthy of the opportunity I had been given, that maybe all those awful things my mother said were true. I mean, she was the person who brought me into this world, the one that's supposed to love me the best and protect me. I thought that maybe to see my dreams realized wasn't for me after all, for people like me. As a Mexican growing up in Idaho, there were a lot of times I was treated as a second-class citizen. Whatever the bullshit and dark things I had told myself ran my day, then the week, and eventually crippled me with a sense of hopelessness. Those were my thoughts. I felt crazy. On the other hand, I had a little Latina social worker who introduced me to other successful Latina women in Boise in all different careers of their dreams, a powerhouse attorney and a Boise State admissions counselor who took an interest in me and pulled me forward. Those people believed in me when I still wasn't sure of myself. I had a great therapist that said the right things. I hear you. That was not your fault. What happened to you as a child does not need to be part of your adulthood. I finally unpacked it, and I dealt with it. But I had to face, own, transform my own personal darkness. The very definition of trauma is any deeply distressing or disturbing experience that can damage your mind. It is an overwhelming amount of stress that exceeds one's ability to cope or to integrate emotions involved in that experience. I had to learn how to manage school, work, and myself, my health, and take control of my life. At the same time, it was hard. But I began to trust myself because that was the past and I couldn't change it. I had to learn to let go of my parents, who I couldn't trust. I was only in control of me, and that was my priority. I forgave and stopped blaming people. I started taking care of my inner child that had to grow up way too fast and had no control. 
I decided to be the adult. I changed those conditions. I created a safe environment where I could thrive. But I needed to remove myself and make my own mistakes and learn about myself. I needed to ask for help to seek a professional to guide me through my darkness. My therapist seen and heard what I was telling myself and identified how I hurt myself because I sure as hell couldn't. I had to start talking about the trauma and begin the process of letting go. On the other hand, I recently learned that trauma affects the left side of the brain that handles language, my ability to think sequentially, methodically, linearly, while the right side of the brain gives us the big picture. It gives us context of everything. So when trauma shut down the left side of my brain, I began to live from my right. I became the observer and started creating and operating in tune with my intuition. My trauma shut down my ego and my sense of who I was. I was able to have a direct line and listen to my intuition, God, higher self, the source, whatever you want to call it. There was something telling me that it was only temporary. I always knew that my suffering would not last. And as Pinkerton said in his book, being wounded and suffering knocks you to your knees and it is here that you can touch your deepest resources, forgiveness, compassion, and empathy with the suffering of others. It seems that we have to be laid low before we can make the decision to stand up and really live from our souls. I believe that is why I am empathetic. And I can spot the sabotaging behaviors when people do it in their lives. And my clients, my friends, my family, it allows me to hold space for them and redirect them to their higher self and what they are striving for. It's not just creating a physical strength in our bodies, but it's a mental game to push through something that's really hard, to develop a mindset that they don't have to be afraid of it because it's hard, to see themselves as getting stronger with repetitions and practice, and they build their confidence in themselves. Overcoming adversity and the excuses, that gave me hope, and it gives me hope, and it strengthens our minds. It helps us make better decisions about putting ourselves first or allowing ourselves to be a priority, and what kind of partners we want to have, and what kind of people we want to surround ourselves with. Because as we start making those better decisions, we see our worth in other departments like career, and like where we are spending our time at or wasting her time at. I had a client tell me that she had to take a break because she was not used to being the fit, hot woman she was becoming. She told me she had always been the fat one in her circle. And I told her to enjoy her success and celebrate her victory. But it wasn't going to stop there. And she had a new reality to deal with. And she couldn't go back. And that I would be waiting. And eventually she came back, kept going, quit her lame-ass job, went back to school, and now she's a big wig attorney. I seen it. I seen it because I recognized it in me. 
I'm always going to be rooting for the underdog, for the one that doesn't believe in the possibilities until they are in it. I did it in my career. I did it in fitness competitions, in business, and in my relationships. And I continue to do it. I look for the courage to do it in the uncomfortable times. All those departments are waiting for you to tap into, my friends. Rather it be fitness, health, self-care, strong, healthy relationships, and joyful careers. Learn how to identify that self-sabotaging behavior. Follow it. Find help to support you as you walk through the dark places. Don't be afraid to be uncomfortable. Transformation doesn't happen in the comfortable times. Reevaluate your priorities and ask yourself, who is running my life? I help my clients take back control to see them as successful first, and then they see themselves as successful only if they are coachable and are willing to really look at themselves with a healthy lens. They may get swallowed up by old habits, old ways of thinking, beliefs, old ways, but if they just keep putting in the effort, take care of their bodies, their thoughts, their actions, they can always start over. And they always do start over. They, like me, start seeing themselves as strong adults that are now in charge of their lives and blow through the barriers because that's the only thing they can truly control. I've seen it in the way I mother my kids. I have to love, we have to love ourselves and start speaking to ourselves better. We have to move past the imposter syndrome and stop pretending to be perfect and just be ourselves and expect success in our lives by trying every day, by waking up in the morning and being grateful that you have another day to try. There is nothing in this life that can teach you that lesson better than losing somebody you love. Life is fragile and it can end at any moment. We don't have forever. Have a conversation with yourself in the mirror first thing and remind yourself of that. Be your own parent and have self-compassion. I try to talk to myself with unconditional love that I wish I would have had growing up, more nurturing. I want the best for Sophia. I want to build her up to raise her in a healthy environment, to teach her how to take care of herself. I want to make a big deal about her birthdays and hug her all the time because she's so precious. And in turn, I do that for myself. If I allowed Sophia to talk to herself like I used to, (laughs) I would cry. This is your chance to do it for you. You have to do the work. I can't do that work for you. No one could have done that work for me. My clients, other people have their own path. Pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional. In relationships, instead of looking for the right person, like I used to, I worked on myself to be the right person. In turn, I drew the right people to me because I valued myself. And others began to value me too. They will respect you. If you are not present, if you are stuck in fear, judgment, ego-based identity, and living out other people's answers to life, we cut off the power to make a conscious choice about how we want to focus our attention. And it is this choice that determines what 
we experience in the moment, as Pinkerton said. I'm leaving you with some sayings that have really helped me through the years. There really is no failures. Once you've been playing for a certain amount of time, everything turns into lessons. Jasmine Jackson. Challenges are what makes life interesting, and overcoming them is what makes life meaningful. Joshua Marine. It's really not failure unless you stop trying. T.S. Eliot. Learn to be thankful for what you already have while you pursue what excites you. Jim Rohn. If you are motivated enough to put work in, then you can achieve anything in your life you set your mind to. Magic Johnson. Whenever you feel like throwing in the towel, ask yourself, am I where I want to be? If the answer is no, then keep pushing forward. Camille Brown. Hasta luego, mi gente. Adiós.